This principle of success is called the Mastermind Principle. The, 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 the Mastermind Your Life Podcast. Podcast. If you're wanting to realize your ideas, goals, and dreams, and on the journey of masterminding your life, it's time for the podcast made just for you. This is the Mastermind Your Life Podcast. With Tolu Owoyemi. Owoyemi. Hey, what's going on, Masterminders? Welcome to another episode of Mastermind Your Life. We got Kyle E. Cohen's in the house, guys. Board certified credit consultant, guys, helping you all get that 720, that 750, that 800 plus credit score. Guys, he's the CEO of Pride Rounds. He's helping you all when it comes to credit, when it comes to funding, understanding how these financial systems and institutions work. Kyle, thank you. We appreciate you being here on the show with us today. No, my pleasure is all mine. So I'm just happy you reached out. I uh, wanted to work with me, get to know me. And honestly, I'm here just like you to give value to the people, give them something actionable and Let's get these results for everyone, you know? Yeah, definitely. We got a little bit of, you had to clean out some browsers and restart the map because we wanted this to be fresh for all y'all. No glitches, no pauses. And uh, we were even talking a little bit like, you know, in our community, we're seeing this like blossoming of credit and how important it is. And, you know, the HIM 500s and the Earn Your Leisures. And, you know, there's so many people more talking about credit, but it still seems like, how important it is still hasn't really sunk deep into the psyche of the community. Kyle, talk about, you know, just how you became aware of crediting and kind of like why you decided to act on it. Well, no, for sure. You're right. There's so much left to be uncovered in our community. And the way I got started, of course, it was a hard lesson I learned. Because as you say, a lot of people in our community still don't know Therefore, that trickled down to me. I didn't have any leadership. I didn't even have any mentors. My mom and dad, they were working class family. My dad was a blue collar worker. Mom's a medical billing. And the only thing I heard was use credit cards for gas. Use credit cards for emergencies. Use credit cards for your textbooks, but make sure you pay it back. That's all I heard credit cards are used for. I did not know it was a whole nother realm. So probably in 2015, 2016, in between that period, I started my entrepreneurial journey with a nutrition product, a nutrition supplement. Um, I lost weight. I got results and it turned into a business opportunity for me, but I wanted to take it further with a group of people. I wanted to take it further to the point where I said, well, let's open up a club. And then my partners were like, well, well let's just do a mega club, you know, in Northern Liberties in Philadelphia. So I had money. I was saving money. Cash alone, I saved like $15,000 just working at AT&T retail and then a little bit of and a decent amount of my 401k. So I said, okay, let me use my cash. Let me put it into this club, 3,500 square foot club. And I learned firsthand, your first business might not take off. It's actually likely not going to take off. There were so many repairs we had to do. We had to just put the turf down by ourselves, rehab the whole warehouse by ourselves. And needless to say, 3,500 square feet, the materials you need for that, I know I went through my 14 grand and then I had nine other partners and we were like, dude, we got to get this going. So what happened was the club wasn't a massive hit we learned, but eventually we had to shut it down and I was left cashless and I had a repossession. I had a got evicted from my apartment. It was pretty much the darkest time of not one of the most darkest times in my life. And I'm sitting there like, no, I'm missing something. Instead of giving up, I was like, no, I know I got to reframe it. And that's when I was really getting into personal development, working on perspective. I said, it's just something I don't know, right? And when I started digging it, I started climbing my way up into the ranks. I said, all right, let me work. Let me work this overnight job as a security guard. Let me do this. Let me do that. And I was saving my money. And that's when I stumbled upon credit. Again, I started hearing people, but it wasn't just the him 500s and earn your leisures. Those are people that look like me, Right. But I would hear people like Robert Kiyosaki because I had just read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I would hear him say, I'm a billionaire in debt. I would hear Grant Cardone in an interview say, dude, I don't want to get out of debt. Are you crazy? All this money that these institutions are pumping, these equity companies, they have to get this money moving. I say, well, I was told to get, I was told to stay away from credit. What I had not known was you have to take it in context. And this is the important part. So for people like David Ramsey, I have nothing against anyone. You have to know who you are and who they're talking to. 
The M5, the Earn Your Leisures, the Grant Cardones, they're talking to the people who want to buy assets, create businesses, and develop multiple streams of income. David Ramsey is talking to that middle class individual or maybe lower class who's working, and they're happy. Family, house, and they just want to get through the day. So once I understood that, I'm like, well, I'm with the Grant Cardone M500 group. I want to learn how I use other people's money to actually acquire assets so you can replace your physical labor. Because as Myron Golden say, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Myron Golden, but he said that one of the reasons why people have trouble with money is because you're trying to use a limited physical resource to obtain money, which is an infinite spiritual resource. It was never meant for you to labor for money for that long. So it was a, it was really a failing business that taught me a lesson like, no, you got to leverage your credit. And then I started researching. I started learning. Uh, I just looked at the FCRA. I started following people on YouTube. I paid some people to break things down, such as factual disputing consumer law. And then I was like, these things can work, right? Again, nothing bad to say. But then I was like, all right, some of these things are just inefficient. And that's where I went down the road. I went with the compliance method. Nah, man, this is deep. And, you know, it's so interesting because what you're saying about like, hey, just use it for gas. You know, I felt like in the in the community, there was this stigma with credit like, oh, don't get trapped. That's evil. Like them cars would mess you up now. Like, don't don't be going spending that money you don't have. You know, like you hear these different messages that they're not really intellectual. They haven't really done that deep dive. And as a kid, you're like, those are the adults. They know what they're talking about. You know, they've been through this. And I remember distinctively hearing, like, you know, don't be spending money you don't have. Like, don't, you know, like, it's going to come back. You're going to owe it. And uh, I remember in college, they had these uh, tables. You remember? I don't know if you remember, but, like, the banks would have these tables and they would have representatives and they'd be handing out the credit cards like as pieces of candy. Like, you know, here you go. You know, I do. I remember. (laughs) And it's so interesting because now it's like, we actually have to like drop 99% of what we learn and relearn it in terms of like how to use it. And what have you started realizing are some like really powerful ways to use credit to like create that better future that you're looking for, that we're all looking for? Well, the first thing I did, and this is my experience, I can only give people my experiences. I'm not a financial advisor. You got to put that out there. The first thing I did was I used credit to pay for mentorship. Hands down. Mentors shorten your learning curve. And granted, a mentor does not guarantee you're not going to run into your own challenges because times change, regulations change, laws change, things change, like interest rates change. Who would have saw that coming no matter how good you were, right? So one thing I invest is my education, either by buying a course or working with a mentor. And let's be brutally honest with you guys. These mentors, they have a lot of work to do. They're working on a bunch of things. I have four mentors just in the financial space alone. That relation, I'm like, listen, take my money. What do you need? Or can I exchange some value? Sometimes it's not money, right? Invest in your education. Please don't go here blindly. Think you're going to find out ways that you're just going to figure it out because you will burn through time, money, and likely physical health trying to do it by yourself. So check the ego. Use your credit for education and just start small, right? If you got a $500 course, $1,000 course, use it to buy that. Don't max out your cards, I'm saying. But then if you grab that, Start leveling up. Assuming you're making money from the le- from the lessons, start leveling up. Pay for next level mentorship. Get into another thing. Get into conferences. Do not hesitate to buy VIP tickets. This is where you use credit to get in rooms. Okay, and some of the I've met everyone from CPAs, trust attorneys, tax attorneys, corporate attorneys to like chemical engineer consultants. You know what I'm saying? And everyone has problems. And the more value you give to people, and it might not be your immediate line of business, your product or service, but a prime example, the chemical engineer that I met, I talked to him. He's like, dude, I'm just having trouble. I'm booking everything. It's on the calendar. I got to do all this. I'm like, well, have you ever just considered like an all-in-one funnel, registered page, registration of form, and then an automated system that does SMS and email? You know what I'm saying? Go but to him, that was value. 
<laughs> yeah, to him, that was valuable. He's like, I like you. Let me introduce you to this person who runs distribution or this banker at this firm. This is Kyle. He, you know, and then they want to know what you can do. So use credit to get in rooms, go to conferences. Another thing you can do, and this is just education networking. I didn't even get to assets yet, right? Use credit to join clubs. Whether it's a premium fitness club, or maybe I'm with a club called the Pyramid Club in Philadelphia. It sits on top of the BYN Mellon building downtown. And let's just say you got your VPs, you got some are owners of NFL teams. I can't say too much but <laughs> of the members, but get in these clubs, get in these rooms. Um, and then another thing I would say, start using your money to be able to invest in systems. I like digital products firsthand, first off. And a digital product could be an email. Digital product could be a book that you have a gift in, whether you're a painter, a contractor, hey, maybe you're an Uber driver and you found some ways to maximize your profits and reduce your costs. I don't know. Put it in a digital product, right? Use that credit to book a room to hold your course to based on what you know. What you are good in, charge people, whatever, 400, 500 to get in the room, record that and turn that into a course. Your course is paid for. You know what I'm saying? Now you're just leveraging the same amount of money to create multiple products. So those are just some ways. But to your point, Tolu, there's so much opportunity. It's overwhelming how you can leverage credit. And we could we could not even touch everything in probably a year's conversation straight. You know what I'm saying? But those are just some ideas there. No, this this is powerful. And, you know, one thing I kind of realized from doing this, I think I've interviewed maybe close to 500 plus entrepreneurs. And Ooh. it feels like we're not supposed to know the inner workings of the, the these financial institutions or, or the credit system. And, you know, it's kind of interesting that something that is so powerful that has so mm -hmm. much leverage that can literally just explosively change the course of a family's future. It's kind of like you have to go dig so vigorously to go get the information. So what can you tell us about that? Like, why is it that, you know, they didn't give me no course, you know, when I was in high school about, you know, how important all this stuff is. I just remember them giving out credit cards to people, you know, at, at right. the community, you know, the, the campus, and so what's your understanding from, from that angle? Why aren't we taught and why would we have to constantly search? And you got to remember, especially being in the United States in the Western Hemisphere, we're competitive. Capitalism means competition. Now, I believe in healthy, legit, legal competition, right? May the best man or woman win or the best entity win. I realize that. And this is going back to Rockefeller. I don't know if he really said it, so don't quote me, but it said something about him not wanting a nation of thinkers, a nation of workers. Now, just a prime example, just use an example of that. Look at the pandemic. This is not an attack on people who are vaccinated or not vaccinated. Did you notice a lot of people didn't even stop to think like, hey, hold on, what's going on? When Dr. Fauci said we don't have time to be healthy, and it's like, wait, what? What are you talking about? So I use that example is because we've been taught from pre-K to 12 and even college, if you went, not to think. We've been taught to remember and implement and do as we're told. And if we make a mistake, we screwed up, that's an F, right? So I think to a great extent, a lot of, uh, a lot of entities, whether you want to call it a corporation, a company, individual, you got two types of people. You got producers and consumers. If you're a producer, you need a consumer. So if you want to be the person in your industry and constantly produce and have consumers, you don't want to give them all of the tools. You just want to let them know the norm is graduate with the debt, get the mortgage, get the car note, put your kids in private school or whatever school you put them to, just pay us back over time. It's even extended to vacations. 
Like, I know people that went on vacation to Africa and they did a, like a payment plan for a year. I'm like, has it ever occurred to you if you have to make payments of something just as simple as a vacation, you might not want to go? You might want to figure your finances out first or maybe buy an asset to pay for it. So I think a lot of it's due to trying to keep people consumers for profit and not wanting a lot of competition. Let's be real. A lot, everybody's not going to invest anyway, right? But I think that's the reason is because the more people know, the more they start thinking and the more they start holding their diaries to themselves, start investing in themselves to become more competition over time. You're right. We live in an extremely capitalistic society and mm -hmm. you got to have somebody that is consuming what it is that you're producing. And one thing I've started for a lot, you know, like I do webinars for like you know coaches and people and all this different niches and stuff like that but i'm like there's always levels to the game i'm seeing stuff like i remember like recently i've started looking at a lot of like vcs like venture capital and how they invest into startups and you know like if you look at the ubers the facebook the lives your instacarts like these really explosive companies they actually are getting funded by millions of dollars, but the VCs are looking at them as a product. So the startups are consumers that are taking that venture. And it's like, man, there's, there's so many different levels to this. Yes. Uh, yeah. I remember somebody, that, they were like the bankers. The bank is such a business but they try to come off as a financial institution, but they really just big, big business. And I was like, what do you mean? They were like, think about this. They give you a loan and you pay. And then they take that, they keep 10%, but take that, give it to another person for a loan. That person start paying that. Now they charge an interest on top of that, but they take that and flip it. And I'm like, they just literally created incredible profit margins and they just multiplying money out of thin air. Yeah, seriously. And that's one of the things I like to tell people. I say, you have to start thinking like a bank mm. because you have to wonder they're taking you when you deposit a check, you can't access the whole check right away. Mm. What they're doing that fractional banking, they're taking your money times it by 10 loaning it at, whatever percentage, 6%, 10%, you know, sometimes higher. But at the end of the year, they're giving you 0.001%. Man, ain't that something. Right? So we, we, have to educate our, we have to educate ourselves about money in general. And this is another reason why I'm putting a digital product out called Money is the Root of All Good, 39 Reasons You Should Have More Money Not Feel Bad About It. And it's really to change that perspective and understand what money is for because money's original purpose was not to pay bills. No, no, money's purpose is to multiply. Money's purpose is to go to work. Now, it's a symbol of exchange because we're all consumers to an extent, right? We're going to need food, we're going to need clothing, we're going to need shelter and so forth. But money has to start working. And the reason why credit is so important is because the majority of people are in the middle class. And within the U.S., I mean, majority of people are in the middle class. Most people aren't going to get a salary of 500K a year and up and only have $40,000, $50,000 expenses and to the point where you have an excess money to put it. So guess what? You might have to save in the beginning, but you eventually are going to learn how to leverage wisely. Not over leverage, but you're going to have to. And sometimes it's not the bank. Sometimes these private clubs that you get in, again, how to get in rooms. Sometimes these are doctors that have an extra $5 million that they know is losing value. So if you say, hey, listen, I'm looking at this apartment complex. Do you want a partner or would you like to be a private equity partner? And I, we talk our percentage point basis. Right now, I have a business broker. He sent me a list of small businesses for sale. Hear me? And I'm looking, I'm doing the due diligence. And one is a $2.5 million car wash. And the cash flow per year is almost 700000 You think I'm pulling 2.5 out of my own pocket? No. I'm going to leverage that. 
And once I get the P&Ls the last three years and the COVID year, the income statements, the cash, the, you know, the cash flow statements, I'm taking it to some private equity partners. I'm taking it to people. I, I will take it to the credit union. I will take it to my home bank. I'm like, listen, either if I got to piece together the money and do seller financing, the leveraged business cards, there's so many options. My cash value insurance policy, guys, there are so many options, but we have to learn other people's money is not bad. You just need wisdom, understanding, information, know how to put the pieces together and buy your asset. This is so powerful what you're saying. And you look at the Cody Sanchez's, there's a lot. There's this, uh, they say we're in the time of the greatest wealth transfer because a lot of the people that built these businesses, they don't want to be working as hard. They want to kind of relax and, you know, they, they have their nest egg. Their kids don't necessarily want that business. Their kids are doing something else. But Warren Buffett, he really looks strategically at the P&L, the due diligence, the expenses. And he's like, well, what is the forecast, future forecast? And he's trying to buy cash producing assets on the pennies. So he's trying to look for the best deal. And you, you look, that gives you incredible leverage because you're right. You could go to the equ private equity partners. You can go to the banks and credit unions. And now you bought yourself this massive cash producing asset and you still have your main income and, you know, asset. You just leverage and you just get to pay that off as time goes on. Yeah. Imagine you get a loan to buy a small business and that bad boy is cash flowing 53K a month. Mm. And when I say cash flow, I mean seller's discretionary income, a.k.a. the owner's profit. $53,000 a month. Are you going to complain if you got to pay $12,000 in loans back? You're still left with $41,000 that you're taking. You're, you know what your real issue is going to be? Uncle Sam. <laughs> That's right. Point. That's going to be your real issue because the banks and the equity partners, they see, okay, well, the profit and loss makes sense. Then everything makes sense. Cool. We'll fund you. Let's work out a term sheet. Let's work out a term schedule. Let's work on some percentage points. Hey, 4% on this? No problem. You want to do it over five? Cool. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But we have to get used to that language. We have to get used to using large amounts to pay for income producing assets. When the broker sent me that 2.5 million, I didn't jump mm. because I know the money's out there. It is. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. if, if the money wasn't out there, we're all in trouble because that means banks have stopped loaning. And that's not good. That's not good. <laughs> you want to see some that's dark things. See what happens when banks start loaning out money mm -hmm. or SBA stop, right? Mm. I mean, right now you can argue rates are up. But if the numbers still make sense, if the cost of capital versus the profit still makes sense, I'm not arguing. You know, this this is so incredible. I, I remember uh, I had uh, investor still great friends with right all he does is this right he just closed up maybe a 4.2 million dollar deal in philadelphia kr uh probably like a couple weeks ago multi-family mm -hmm. and what he does is that he'll just you know go to the different businesses invest in the businesses and then have ownership he's taking that yeah. capital he's leveraging that ability to get capital from these banks and different things like that and i remember i was like man if he and he did that way i'm like that's incredible i said and i'm like he doing that over all these amounts of people and guess what now he has like ownerships and all the he's not the one physically working in it it's just that exactly. his capital gave him the leverage to own mm -hmm. the flow of cash so it's like you you're using money to buy better flows of cash and yeah it's it's smart, man, and you can see why you know. Hey, in the beginning, America was built labor. They needed to be able to get labor flow to be able to mm -hmm. go get all the cotton and everything like that. But then they sold it for income for capital. Then they used that capital and they got real creative, real constructive with it. So this this is man, they breaking gems. What about Elon Musk when he bought Twitter? Mm. I'm sure. For people who understand, they know he didn't use his own cash for Twitter. Mm. He might have used a statement of assets, said, look, I'm Elon Musk. These are all my assets right there. I got cash flowing out the yin-yang. I need to borrow this so I can buy Twitter. They like, they're yes. like, sure. 
Yeah. Get the signatures from the VP, the market manager. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Let's work out the terms. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And it's it's just when you're first the foundation, just understand what financial literacy is. I'm not saying you have to understand all the technical terms, mm -hmm. you know, that they use at the reserve or the chair, right? You don't have to understand. Just understand the basics of money, the basics of finances, what our money is doing, what banks are doing. Understand some basic things. Understand credit, what it's about, what its original purpose for is, because I believe its original purpose was to borrow, to buy, and produce the assets. Because I don't know about you, but I can't work 24 7, 365 yeah. up until I'm 70. But I know that, that Benjamin Franklin, I know that can work 24 7, 365. It doesn't take sick days. It doesn't get hurt. It doesn't need time off. It doesn't stress. It just works. Mm. And guess what? It's a universal language. Right? All across the world. <laughs> Everybody accepts it. You know what I'm saying? Um, we, we just have to be comfortable. We have to, back to what you said, we've been trained for so long. We got to learn to unlearn. Mm. And we have to difficult. learn to start asking questions. Yeah. I'm not saying by any means jump into something. Mm. I'm never saying that. Even when people come to me, I'm like, ask me questions. I'm being trying to ask me questions. Ask for my results. Ask for my, for my receipts. You want to speak to one of my clients? Let me get their permission to give you their info, whether it's on social media or personally email, whatever. I will give you access. Ask questions. When you don't know and you keep yourself from learning, that fear is only going to build up. And then you're just going to end up like you're seeing a lot of these. Here's another problem that we're going to have to lose, especially in the United States. Yeah. You ever know, you, have you noticed that the labor market is getting older. Getting like older. now, when you go to Walmart, you see someone's grandmother at, at 75, 78 years old. That's a job that's, that's a job someone younger can't get. And you don't have to start your own business. What about investing $150, $200 a month in the S&P 500? That way, if you're in your 20s, especially if you're in your 20s, maybe early 30s, by the time you're 65, 70, you'll have over a million. Based on how it's been performing. You know what I'm saying? It's like the harder you work, what I'm starting, the broker you actually become. Because you, it's like the way the market is evolving, you're not being rewarded for being a hard worker. It's the exactly. smart workers that are building the software, that are constructing those you know, mergers and acquisitions that are using more of this up here mm -hmm. rather than okay let me go grab the grocery bag and like it, it, it's so fascinating what you said because you know as the market evolves value creation they can't really value the hard worker as much as they can the smart worker the creative worker yep. because mm -hmm. and one thing i'm gonna money flows that that's the innovation you look at the, the facebook the you know, these venture capital firms, the Sequoia, you know, the A16Z, Anderson Horowitz, you know, these guys got billions of dollars. And then the thing about it is that they also have leverage to multiple, multiple billions of dollars. So they find a company that they like, man, this is going to be a rocket ship that's going to go crazy. Look what happened with the FTX. The was that the, the Sam guy that had the, uh, the currency. Was it Dodgecoin? Yeah, yeah Dodgecoin, Dodge something like that. He yeah. had all these billionaires just coming out the woodwork. Okay, here you go. Here's $280 million. Because a lot of these guys, they just chilling in the corner waiting for that perfect opportunity. When they see it, they already know they got the structure to go get the capital. Or yeah. It's a cold game. And yeah. it's, it's incredible. So how has credit changed your life, Kyle, in terms from like sure. when you – didn't know about it to now whereby you learning more and more and getting deeper and deeper into it every day. First thing is first on a lower, on a high level, I sleep so much better. I sleep so much better because now I know if I go into a bank or if I need an application or create a new entity, I can leverage myself and get access to money. So that's one of the first thing. A lot of people, especially clients, I have a questionnaire. One of my questions is, do you have a what do you feel when you're filling out an application for a loan or credit or proof? And a lot of them respond fear, fear of being 
denied. Fear of it's like that embarrassment. Like I'm an adult and I can't even get approved for a Walmart card. Like that's that fear of embarrassment and you know, criticism and things like that. But another thing is it allows me to think and not react. So again, when the broker sent me that list of businesses I'm looking at, I'm just like, okay. Okay, I'm not even stressed. I'm not even looking at the price tag. And I'm not saying I'm this, you know, mega millionaire, billionaire or anything. It's just I have access to funds, right? And that's that's created extra income. Prime example, um, I was going to drop off, pick up some laptops. And this was just the other day, as a matter of fact. And my lady was with me and I heard the tire go out in the rear. And what do you think most people are thinking when their tire goes out? They're thinking of the price tag. Yeah. You know what my thought was first? I was like, all right, let me get me and my lady off the road in safety. Let me make sure it's clear. Let me, let me find a nice spot. Because it was, it was getting dark. And I said, okay. And I said, let me just find the nearest tire shop. Found one, not even two miles away. All my only question was, can you get it done today? And he's like, sure. All right, I need two rear tires for this model. We got them. Come on in. Put the donut on. Drove there. He, the, you know, the owner or the manager came out and said, well, you know, your front tires, looks like you've been driving a little bit more. They're going to be dry rotted. You might as well get four. I was like, yeah, that's dangerous. Put all four on. Do you take, do you take American Express? Do you take Discover? Right? And I'm just like, I'm just going to pay it off this Friday. I actually just made the payment. So you're not stressed over money problems. You can think clearly. You're not in fear. You're taking, you'll see more opportunity, which allow you to process information and apply wisdom. And then if something comes out, you're like, all right, cool. Here we go. No problem. Can it be done today? That's just some ways. And then in what it's looking like right now, I'm able to level up in skills because I started options trading last year. I was able to invest in a mentor. Sometimes I post my strategies and things I've seen and the results, whether win or lose. Like now you realize you can't unsee the opportunities out here now. That you're no longer tunnel vision. Now your vision is expanded to the point where, you know what? It's too many opportunities that it's overwhelming to an extent. So let me find one, maybe two things to focus on. Incredible. So it's just amazing, man. That's just some of the things I've benefited ever since getting my credit in order. And what you're saying is so important because I think where the system is designed to keep you in a stressful state of mind for all your life to be honest. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. when people are stressed, what do they do? Fast food, bad decisions, more debt. They don't care about the interest rate. Let me just go ahead, pay the bill. Let me just go ahead, work in the cubicle. So it's like this compound effect that yep. you're actually, uh, as time goes on, like you'll see people like, sometimes you see people and their spirit just look like, man, like, man, what happened? So like, a zombie, a shell, but it's because mm -hmm. there's this vicious cycle that they were never able to escape, and the cycle compounds. Exactly. I, I think Einstein said, like, those who know about the eighth mystery of the world, compound will benefit, mm -hmm. compound interest will benefit, but those that don't understand it will suffer at the hands of it. So we, we live in a society that's taxing that finds ways to tax and extract. And you got to be able to be like, okay, I see where this is coming. Let me get a couple steps ahead of it. Uh, Kyle, when you work with these clients or like, you know, business owners, entrepreneurs, or just even individuals, what are you noticing is uh, a lot of the similarities amongst them? Their beliefs. Their beliefs are really faulty around money. Um, and a lot of it's fear, you know? For the majority, there are some who are on point. They just had a bad time, but they're like, I'm ready to get back in the game. What do I have to do? But for the most part, it's the fear because they just don't know. They're fearing because they're still doing what they've always been doing. But it hasn't been working. So now they're in that cycle, that compounding cycle. I don't know if you ever read Napoleon Hill, 
Thank you. Napoleon Hill's Interview with the Devil. Oh, um, outwitting, the outwitting, devil. The, outwitting the Devil, not interview. Outwitting, that's a move vampire. <laughs> yeah, Outwitting the Devil. He talks about, he talks about the hypnotic rhythm. Mm. He said it's like a whirlwind. Once you're in it and then you out. stop thinking, you're destroying yourself unconsciously because all you're logically thinking is survival and fear. You know what's interesting? And I remember that where the dude sat down and he interviewed. It was like, okay, Mr. Doug. And they had like this back and forth. And mm -hmm. that veil has been intentionally designed. You know, yes. uh, it, it, it's fascinating. So the people that are coming to you, Kyle, how do you like begin to like, so it's mindset, but what are you noticing about the like, maybe credit portfolio or like the areas mm -hmm. that need to be worked yeah. on that is like real similar amongst a lot of people. I notice a lot of them overspend. Mm. A lot of them have everything from store cards to collections on cell phone bills. Um, a lot of them overspend, but also a lot of them don't make enough money mm. because the days of saving just to save that's over. That's been over. Mm. You know, now you got two options, save to invest, to buy income producing assets. Or if you want to save and try to get back to zero, that's going to be tough. But when I look at these credit credit profiles, all I see is a lot of overspending, a lot of consumption on things that aren't even necessary. A lot of, there's no organization. And they're just jumping into buying things and thinking about the monthly bill. That's a whole nother conversation. Just because you can afford the note or the mortgage, it doesn't mean you can afford the vehicle or the house. That's a whole nother conversation though, right? But overall, if I could sum it up in one word, a lack of understanding and a lack of intention. Mm. That's it. That's what I'm seeing in commonality with people who have weak slash poor credit profiles with the exception of people who've had businesses they might have had like a bad partner end up in a bankruptcy mm -hmm. but that's the the few the majority don't understand they're overspending they're primarily being a consumer and they're in survival mode no organization incredible man so now that you know your, your realization because you're in a really incredible spot you like you have this vantage point you're like you're beginning to understand like systems mindset institutions kind of like deal flow deal structures you were talking about private equity earlier so what does that future look like for you now that these doors and these new ways of thinking and understanding have begun to like open up how are you starting to see your um development through america or the western world me personally my in the western world i have one thing on my mind is ownership Mm. that's it and when i say ownership i want people to understand when i talk ownership i don't mean to have control to negatively impact people yeah like you know i have power over this neighborhood now i'm gonna charge you up my no that's not the one i'm talking about is i believe resources should be in the hands of good people with wisdom it should because you a good person does a lot more with those resources whether it's creating jobs, whether it's creating, hey, I mean, we went to the gas pumps and just filled up gas, gas mm -hmm. for cars, right? Our crew and our chapter in PA, I see ownership and equity, but also to elevate because I want to start tapping into politics locally mm -hmm. because resources have to be shifted. But you know, Tolu, nowadays, especially on the federal level, yeah. Politics isn't for the people anymore. It's not. It's for the, it's for the people with the big checks, with investors big and checks. owners. Mm. So I said, listen, I don't know if I'll get to that level. Quite frankly, I don't know if my soul can handle that level where <clears> I am, at least yeah. now. But I say locally, talking to everyone from zoning commissioners to enterprise centers people yeah. to the mayor. I even sent a letter to the mayor's office about putting resources into small businesses. I said, I will have much more of an impact and say so. When I'm coming to that person in the office, like, listen, I got $10 million for you, but we're going to need this. Exactly. We're going to need a better education platform. We're going to need you to really, really 
open up that what's behind the curtain for our people so we're no longer ignorant. You know what I'm saying? Oof. Taking it to that point to where I can hire people. To where, and my goal for hiring people, it was like, listen, I want you to be out of the company less than two years Man. doing your own thing. Man. And if not that, if you are going to school, I want you to get into a field which you can you can use your strengths and you can make money to dictate where you're going in your life. Listen, my whole elevation, I want it to elevate other people. This is incredible, man. You know and what I'm saying? You know, you see so many business owners out here, man. They got a good heart. They want to help people, but they don't. The, the 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 structure of the system they're in, and because they knew, you know, they just getting slaughtered. You know what I'm saying? Business closes yeah. down, not generating the funds. So that's why we're seeing this massive this outreach of business owners. Oh, funding, funding, fund. Like, man, you know, when when you see all this, and now like your position to help them to like help them create the the portfolio. Because one thing I remember is like. If you are looking at the bank as a consumer, you're in trouble. You need to be able to come to the bank and understand them as how the bank themselves sees you so mm -hmm. that you can go ahead and adjust the way. And they're like, man, I would, we got to give them funding because the way you, you yeah. look structured, like I can tell, like most business owners don't really comprehend that. And man, you, 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 you said something that was really key. You said even talking to the mayor, sending him a letter like, hey, look, I got 10 mil but I need you to do some things around here. So when you think about like a lot of these business owners that are out here, what would you kind of say to them to kind of get them started on that right track right now? You know what I'm thinking I would tell them to do? I know a lot of people talk about funding, go online and do this hack, do this 2 a.m. Go into the bank. Whoever is the branch manager and whoever oversees the loans. There's always a loan manager. Sometimes they're one of the same, depending on the size of the bank. Sit down and talk to them. Wow. Just sit down and talk to them. You know what I do? One of my, one of my banks is true. Is I go in there with gift cards. Mm. I had a two-hour conversation with the branch manager. And it wasn't even just a bit. It was just like, listen, you know what? You're cool. I'm cool. Hey, how do you feel about this? Well, I'm doing this. And they're like, yeah, this guy's dead, right? Mm. First, talk to them as a human. Get from behind the keyboard. Mm. If they're open on the weekends and you're working full-time, you're off, go in there early Saturday, introduce yourself. Tell them, hey, look, I got a business. I'm working on this, this, that, that. Now this ties into looking at them as you're dating. Because I'm wow. putting it in my new book. You got to look at them as they're dating. Everybody wants something. I Forget all of that. Hey, give, give, give. Let's, let's just be real. Giving is great when you're doing it cheerfully. Mm. There has to be a receiver. That's right. So you have to understand that bank wants to see something. And preferably, they want to see, A, can they make interest off of you? There you right? go. There you go. B, do you bring enough income in to, for it make, to make sense? C, do you have things that we can claim if you don't pay us back? Mm, and then insurance. give you a little bonus. Mm -hmm. You might be familiar with Give you a little bonus. When you're dealing with underwriters, there's certain data points they're looking at. Mm. Now, whether it's personal or business, there's different data points. Like a personal credit profile isn't the same. Prime example uh, isn't the same as a business profile as far as credit. Prime example is credit utilization. On a personal profile, the higher it is, the worse you look. Mm. On a business profile, the more credit you use and the more attractive you look. Wow. And this is assuming you're making your payments on time, where it's net 30, net 60, you know, uh, what is it? Um, I'm drawing a blank. Not credit cards, but um, charge cards. Excuse mm. me. So if you're paying those bad boys right off, no, they don't care how much you're using. As long as you got the revenue showing that you're being responsible with the debt, they'll be like, here, There's more. here goes some hidden bonuses, too. Man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Woof! I said you need to drop your cash app on, on the show because this is this is gems, man. Because <laughs> it, you know it's like this whole world that it got a little bit of security. You know, it's like you ain't just going waltz in here. You kind of have mm -hmm. to like be intentional about yes. understanding and then intentional about being disciplined to like, okay, I want to make a transformation. 
Man, Kyle, yeah. talk to us about maybe a, a client that you have a fond memory of that they came in and maybe they weren't really a believer or they, their stuff was really bad. But after working with you, like, you know, it transformed incredibly. Do, do, mm. do you have any memory? Yeah, oh, absolutely. I, do. I actually have two right off the bat. I was just speaking to them, but I'll give you one. Uh, I'm not going to say their names because I don't have permission. So one of them is a young guy. I've known him for a long time. He's a solid heart, man. I mean, one of the best humans you'll ever meet will give you the shirt off his back, literally give mm. you his last. And he was just in a tough time, dude. He was around the wrong people. He just didn't know enough. He's like, man, I'm just, I don't know what to do. Wow. I'm like, talking to him. We're having these conversations, everything from mental health to finances and stuff like that, future plans. Needless to say, you know, he needed some help with his credit. And I'm like, listen, I'm going to teach you how to read a report. Mm. You need to start looking at these reports as a bank report card. Mm. Right? You remember how your report card had yep. different areas? Yep. That's how the banks are looking at it. If you want to talk all these businesses, even if you want to talk jobs, once you get to a certain income, jobs do a credit check. And that alone can get you hired or, sorry, you know, we're going another route. Especially when we start talking to financial licenses. But me and him are talking. We're working through his profile. He, total, he's up 238 points across all three primary agencies, TransUnion, Experian, Equifax. But seeing that in our conversations, because it's, it's not just the credit enhancement. It's the mapping out things. It's the challenging each other. It's the asking questions and coming up with solutions. He's like, instead of you asking me a question and me giving you an answer, I'm going to hit you back with a question to make you think. Mm. To be solution-oriented. And you know what? Now, he he just got back with his old employer less than a year ago. He's already been promoted. Wow. I think in seven months. And now he's like, I'm taking you to some networking. Now I'm going to conferences. I might have just landed a huge client. This is him. I think we just landed a huge client for our firm. This is incredible. So just that shift, not just the credit, but just that shift alone and thinking intentionally, as you said to Lou, thinking like, what do I need? I need a network. I need to prove I'm valuable. I need to have my finances order. I need to get my financial of my financial report card, aka credit report, in order for these opportunities. Now he, he's getting letters in the mail from companies. He's at the point, he's like, yeah, I don't know if this interest rate is worth it. I don't know if this wow. sign-up bonus is good. I don't know if this bank has the products I need to actually open an account with them. So, but his thinking now is just, hmm, I know what they need, but I need them to know what I need. And if they don't have it, I'm saying, no, I'm not applying. I'm not opening up the account. So that's just one transformation that I have for someone I work with. Man. Kyle, what was the best way for people to reach out to you? You know, all the listeners and future listeners, you know, and look, everybody listening, look, don't be in here and your credit ain't good. <laughs> and you know, you can, you know, when your credit is not good because you kind of avoid some stuff or you like, nah, I'll get to <laughs> it. Kyle, what's the best way for people to reach out to you and, and get started? Two ways they can reach out to me. One is on Instagram how we met and you can find me at that underscore money hacker. You'll see me. And then you can also reach me uh, on LinkedIn. Incredible. Right? Kyle Gowan. It'll be the same profile and things like that. And say, hi, follow. You can just engage. I engage back. In fact, when people follow me, I have conversation. Yeah. I'll ask them, Hey, how'd you come across my page? And we'll have a dialogue. Mm. Beautiful guys. I want you to grab this link. Everything is in the description. I want you to share it with as many people as possible, your colleagues, your friends, your associates, family members, right? Guys, share this with as many people as possible. Uh, what we've spoken about today is such a crucial element in constructing a better future, if not one of the most important elements. You know, that ability to be able to be like, yo, all oh, the tires gone. All right. I ain't worried about, oh my God, how am I going to pay? How am I going to take care of that? Now I'm going to just pay, put it on the card and just, you know, pay that back off as time goes on. And what life teaches us is that there's going to be some surprises and you need money to answer some of those surprises. So being able, it's like strategy, being able to position yourself so that when that thing does pop up, 
you're not blown away. You're not all of a sudden in the negative. I think the other thing, Kyle, that you said was the ability to think, having that peace of mind, man. Like, you you see when people, and especially in our community, let's be real, you know, a lot Mm -hmm. of people are just working hard, man. Working hard to pay more interest. Yep. They 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 in the cycle, it unshackled their legs, their arms. They oh don't talk to me, Jimmy. I, I gotta go clock in. And it's like the interest rate don't care about you, it care about its number. Yes. Woof! Man, this this is they don't they, they don't wanna hit <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's total is medicine. It's mm. medicine. When I had a cold and my mom wanted to give me Robitussin, I didn't like it. Mm. I couldn't stand it. I took it out. Of the, I had my eyes closed. But you know what? I felt better that next day. Incredible. This medicine. Woof. Man, Kyle. Uh, you know, I started hearing stuff about, like, maybe because of Instagram stuff, like Amex reward points and some stuff like that. Even kind of like when we first started, you were like, you had this big bag of Chipotle. I think you about to even tear it up after the interview. But... You were like, yeah, you know, I just put it on the eight. I just realized next. I was like, wait, what? Eight? Talk to us a little bit about like, and I've heard it like you can get reward or like flight travels and some stuff like that. But but talk to us about that. So when you look at your, when you sign up for a credit card, especially a major credit card, they always have some sort of incentive and program. It's either going to come in the form of cash back, rewards, transfer partners, or models. Mm. Those are your three categories. Right now, the average cashback is 1.5%, mm. close to 2% across wow. all major credit cards. Excuse me. So what that allows you to do is another reason I don't use a debit card. I can use my debit card, put my money on the line and get no rewards. Or I can use my credit card where I get rewards. It's the bank's money, which is definitely protected. And I build credit with it. And I look that much more responsible. And all I'm going to do is just take the money in my checking account anyway. I think I'm at the Then I'm going to use the debit card and pay off the card. Right? So, and what people don't realize, again, when you network and meet people, I went to Mexico for $42 out of pocket. Man, let me, let me take my hand. <laughs> because. Just this August. Man, August, you know, I gave a little bit. Now I'm like, man, why did I go into digital marketing and doing all these webinars and campaigns? I need to rewind time and go jump into this credit, this business funding world, and see what's up. $42 to go to Mexico? Yeah. So one of the cards I have, I have five personal cards. Mm -hmm. Keep this in mind. I have a Barclays Aviator, which is a Miles card, MasterCard. I have the Apple card, Goldman Sachs. If you have an iPhone and you don't have an Apple card, you're missing out. Mm promise you that mm. two uh the third card i have is an amex platinum personal card another one is an amex blue cash preferred and the last one i have discover it mm. why do i have all these cards you say because i know what i want out of a bank and i know what that bank wants from me the bank wants to see that i'm responsible mm-hmm. based on my credit report and have all five data points in order and i'm like listen i want to fly get deals on grocery shopping and get cash back on stores up to 3%, sometimes 5%, depending on the season, where I shop. But hold on. I'm going to give you a little secret. I'm not going to give you all too much because you're going to have to connect with me and see how I do it. The Amex Platinum card had a sign-up bonus. When I got it, it was $125,000. You only had to spend, was it $6,000 in six months? Mm -hmm. Now, I put my monthly personal expenses on the card, hands down. But... I let other people spend and earn me points without going into debt. Wow. To hit my bonuses. Man. So from one thing I always do is, especially a lot of seniors in my family who don't want to touch credit, I'll go to, hey, aunt, um, or I'll go to my lady. Like, how do you pay your bills? Oh, I pay with my debit card or checking account number. I was like, well, are you getting any rewards? They're like, no, I just pay it. I'm like, well, let me just pay with my car. You just give me the cash every month. Yo, we got we got to shut the show off. Y'all, go, if y'all want more, you <laughs> gonna have but to hold on. That's only one way. What if I told you I have a network of people throughout the country who buy large ticket items like laptops and you know how, MacBooks. You know how expensive they are, yep, right? Thousands of dollars. I buy them. I buy them. They give me the cash. I got five thousand points in two hours without debt. 
This, they just sent me a check. And I'm just going to pay my card off with the check, you know, after I deposited my account. You know, this is this is why experts matter. Y'all, y'all hear this? Man, talk the talk, man, because this is why experts that have been in their field and, you know, you like you said earlier, you were like, yeah, you don't got no less than five different mentors in this field. So it's like some of the things that you're saying, a lot of people that are listening are like, man, I could have been doing that 10 years ago, five. And these things give you more leverage. They take that stress mm-hmm. off your mind. You're gaining income. Like, man. Yep. What about, what if I told you that I had <laughs> two, two more with the points? One, when the iPhone came out, I profited $3,500. And I didn't go into debt. And I don't even have an iPhone. I have a Galaxy S Ultra. What if I told you the people that needed laptops? Not only did I get my money in the rewards off the card, the cash back for the card that I use, and they paid me back, but I had a third-party app also paid me $300, which I used that $300. I turned that $300 into $800 because I went to a bank. They said, hey, all you need is deposit $300, right? Or it was like $600 or something like that. I used the money that I got from the group for the laptops plus the check from the third-party app, deposited in the bank. They gave me my deposit bonus. Then they said, oh, well, you have a business. We also have a business deposit bonus. I took that money, deposited to a new business account. They gave me the business money. I ended up with $800. Just recycling credit without going into debt. Man, what, I'm just, what, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> What am I doing? I ain't no podcasting no more. I ain't doing no digital. I'm, I'm rolling up to the bank like, let me talk to you, Eric. So let, let's have sit down. I, I, I bought you some lunch in the gift card. Let me talk. But what you're saying, you know, it compounds. Like mm-hmm. the ability to flip 300 into 800, the ability to have other people like generate the points like, oh, no, I'll just take care of it. I'll just put it on my card. This, oh, you show me you have the cat. Oh, you do. Okay. All right. And. Those oh my god, yeah man, we we gonna have to talk afterwards, man. Because absolutely, man. Yeah, what yeah, is the yeah. work like? Y'all need to understand. Like, I feel like America is a country whereby you are punished for what you don't know, and sometimes oh, yeah. it is invisible. Oh yeah, you don't know if the thing oh, is yeah. killing you, but then it's also the country. Like what you said in these last fifty minutes. My mind has been blown about two or three times. And I know for the listeners, they're going, God dang, God dang, God. And what's crazy is that sometimes we get the sprinkle. You know, you see somebody on Instagram, they post a reel, they post this. Yo, I'm out here, Cancun, yo. I, I put, but you don't really, you're like, something's going on. They, they know some stuff, but you don't really, you can't really pinpoint but the way you've been able to break it, man, yeah, it's like we really as a community got to stop and pay attention to this and be like, okay, Kyle, like, let's take massive action because if not, you don't know, your kids suffer, your kids' kids suffer. Like, you're, you, when you think about these people that have positioned themselves strategically, they're getting the kids' accounts, they're setting up different things, they, they set them up for success. I have a, there's a Jewish family that goes that, well, the father and the son at the club that I go to mm-hmm. during the bar mitzvah. You know how in our community we get birthday cake and parties, barbecue, maybe they gifted this young man, 10,000 cash, an apartment complex. Now I grew up in a Christian background and One passage always stands at two passages, but one passage, a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. Nope. It doesn't say a great man. It doesn't say a wealthy man. It doesn't say a perfect, a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. Now, some people want to interpret that. Hey, that may not mean money. I'm pretty sure assets are included. I think it also includes a net. I also include think it's a network of people. 
right? My plan, if I'm blessed to have children, hey, listen, here's my son. He's getting good at this. I want you to meet Mr. Tolu. He can teach you everything you know about digital marketing. I already paid him for it. All you got to do is sit, listen, and take action. If you waste his time, you cut short. And I told him to do that. Right? But we don't get that. We don't. We say get out of the house at 18. I had to do it. Dan, I used to work with him at AT&T. Great guy, right? Yeah. Has a family. His father said, you're not moving out of my house until you show me a certain number of liquid money and you know how to X, Y, Z. And you know, what you're saying is so important because, man, when you look at the people who are killing it, they begin tutoring them from such a young age. Okay, we're going to bring the, the private teachers. We're going to enroll you. Mr. X is going to teach you about this. Total going to teach you about that. And so their mind already from that young age, man, come on, man. When we were younger, oh, let me get the Jordans, like all this, you know, stupid stuff. And then you're seeing these kids in their 20s building software applications, you know, private equity, banking, talking to, you know, uh, the Jewish, you know, and just, they, 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 they see things so differently that they're skipping all that BS. They're skipping all that hardship, all the struggle. And they're like, man, I'm about to, oh, I see. Okay. Boom. I'm creating at a higher level and they skip past it. So, you know, we live in a really great time, man. We, we live in a really fascinating time. You know, I'm seeing things with like, you know, marketing and webinars and getting people out there is just that our, I think one thing that's our community is definitely way behind, but slowly they, they started warming up and catching on and, oh, okay, I got to do something about this. And let me go ahead and invest in this. And there's a change that is happening. And I think, you know, I like looking at guys like Ray Dalio, you know, I like looking at yeah. guys like, uh, just the way they think, you know, principles yeah. in action and, uh, you know, how he looks at capital allocation and things of that nature. And it, it's it's so fascinating because, you know, we are in a climate, we can gain access to any type of information, mentors, we can, like, now's the best time for us to take action. And it's easier than ever because the gatekeepers, internet has kind of like, bombed open the gates it's an equalizer the internet is definitely an equalizer it is and then it can ex like exponentially like now it doesn't take time remember i don't know if you remember but if you were in the 70s you want to start an llc you had to submit the documentation take it to the office pray it got there to get messed up wait for snail mail now you could just go on irs.gov get yourself an ein for free Okay, man. Oh, Kyle, any any last words? Any anything you want to get off your chest and you want to say to the people? And really, everybody who's listening, look, the links are going to be in the description. His IG handle, his LinkedIn. Go blow it up. You know, send this to your friends and family. I mean, the the value on this, first of all, this is like an entire masterclass for like a paid community. Literally, you all have gotten this. Share this with as many people as possible. Don't keep this knowledge to yourself. Literally, just grab a link, send it to your friend Jonah, send it to Deontay, send it to Ashley, send it to whoever, Shanene, send it to whoever, just so that they can soak this in. And I think this is one of those episodes, guys, you're going to have to listen to it a couple more times because it probably is not going to sink deep into your subconscious and your psyche. It may be superficial at first, but the more you listen to this over and over again, you begin to realize like, oh my God, I really need to take massive action on this entire thing called credit. And while I'm young or however old you are, begin to make those intentional changes. Absolutely. No, you're absolutely right, Solu. And, and I'm going to listen to this interview over and over again, as well as the other ones, because I always believe I can learn something yeah. from several of your guests. So one thing I will say for people, I know we touched on things briefly, but I do have a free class for people. No charge. They can watch it. When they're right from their phone or their laptop, as long as they got an internet connection. Yeah. If they want, all they have to do is just text the word attack. Mm. A-T-T-A-C. Text that word to my line 267-732-1332. Give me a few moments. 
I'll send you a link for a free class. It's only 30 minutes. I tell you, I literally tell you what goes on behind the scenes with the bureaus, credit bureaus, I mean, what they put in place on your credit report that they don't even follow as far as compliance and how you can attack it to get yourself to a 700 plus credit score. Again, text that word ATTACK to 267-732-1332 and enjoy the class. I said, y'all heard it from Kyle Cohen's CEO of Grounds, the knowledge, the value, the gems. Thank you, first of all, Kyle, for being the person that disciplined yourself, was intentional about going through all these different systems, institutions, uh, masterminds, you know what I'm saying, mentors, to become the person that can literally break generational curses man you know to break ways of thinking so guys again i'll keep saying this share this with as many people as possible share it with as many people as possible uh kyle thank you masterminders until next time me and kyle gonna chop it up y'all y'all better take action y'all listening in the car <laughs> at the gym going to the office well, mm, that was good stuff no take action and actually reach out and start implementing now. The best time to plant the tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is now. Boom. That's right. All right, masterminders, until next time. Thank you for listening to the Mastermind Your Life podcast with Tolu Owoyemi. We hope you enjoy. Be sure to rate and review this podcast on your favorite listening platform and follow Tolu on Instagram at T-O-L-U dot O-W-O-Y-E-M-I. Keep mastering your life and we'll see you here next time.